0: Welcome to the Fox Football Podcast for another week. I'm Adam Peacock, Robbie Slater alongside. This is brought to you by EA Sports FIFA 21 Win As One. Good to see you, Rob. How's things? Yeah, very good. Uh, Yeah, twice in two weeks. Mm. Must have been good last week, was it? Or not really? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how many people listen, but I enjoyed it. I always like talking football with you, Rob. Yeah, well, I know a few people who listened to it and thought it was uh, quite good. Yeah. Was Graham Arnold one of those? Did you talk him out of an <laughs> FC Seoul gig? What's going on? Well, there?
1: Arnie, as you know, as he s- said, you know, for over two decades now, doesn't pay attention to the media and doesn't read the media and doesn't listen to it. I don't believe him, <laughs> <laughs> um, Graham. Well, obviously, that's the topic of the moment. You know, domestically hey. is uh, the offer from FC Seoul, which was a, you know, as I know, mm. um, and people would realise that um, was was uh, very close. Oh really? Uh, yeah, very close. Well, they wanted him, so it was it was basically up to Arnie. He he was, yeah. You know, it's gone on for quite some time. It, it was originally out of three, then it was originally out of two, and then FC Seoul decided on Arnie. They wanted him. Um, Why it's been going on for quite some time, um, mostly from the FC Seoul point of view, and is that FC Seoul were in danger of being relegated, mm. uh, so they had to wait till that resolved itself. But look, I think at the end of the day. And, and, well, I know that uh, he basically was thinking of the, you know, the two teams, you know, World Cup, uh, the Socceroos that he's on a journey with and obviously the Oli Roos, which was a fantastic result to qualify. Mm. So he's got those two teams. And I think – well, I know that he didn't want to let down the players, Um and, and basically, yeah and he's very Australian, we know that he's, he's been around that setup for for a very, very long time. Of course, he left the national team set up for quite some time to coach the Mariners in Sydney. Uh, but he's in the top job in the, in the country and, and, and yeah you know, he cares about it. Mm. Um, not to say that he didn't think about FC Seoul. I know he did uh, it was a, it was quite a good offer, yeah, uh, you know, big club. Uh, the chance to get into, you know, like Ang is in the J League and mm. but I think uh I think the national team job uh, is is a difficult one to walk away from.
0: It's a difficult one though to stay enthused about, I'd imagine, at the moment, because he doesn't have a team to get well, doesn't that know when the next fixture is. Well I think that's maybe part of it as well and but I I think
1: he's of the thinking that, you know, one day this will be, will all be over. I think there's a couple of songs that use those lines. Uh, that that at some stage, the, you know that you know, the world's got to go back to normal, surely. Um, and that, that's uh, also in a football sense.
0: Um, no but vaccine. It, but well, <laughs> waiting on a vaccine. Well, that's
1: it. And, and, and you know, I don't know who you believe, but it could take years. Some people say. I don't know. Some you know they were saying before the end of the year. Someone was saying, and I don't know. Also, now it's a bit of a mess. Mm. Uh, life in general, and
0: obviously, <laughs> well, life is what you make well, it. Well,
1: yeah, but I'm, I'm talking about the people who have lost their jobs, and true, and you Absolutely. know, there's a lot of sad stories, suicide. There's a you know a lot of lot of that, particularly in Melbourne. And I must say, and I know this is a football podcast, but I felt a bit ashamed to be Australian last night because I was watching a news program where uh, in Adelaide there was a, I saw a professor speaking about four babies that had died because they don't have a cardiac unit in the Adelaide Hospital and they weren't allowed to be flown to Melbourne. Oh. So four babies
0: died. Seriously. So what? I, I don't know. Is this Australia? I mean – And they could get 500 pe- – and I love my horse racing – get 500 or 1,000 people to the Cox Plate and that seemed like a priority. Anyway. Yes. We're diverting quickly from this. Let's get it back on track with the soccer is What – what could you imagine, though, the next six months looks like for the Socceroos? I've heard that the four dates that we were meant to have played by now, they've been locked in for the March and June windows. Mm. So there's not nothing uh, going to happen here. Um, this year, I'm hearing that November, the thought about playing USA or it's even over. England is... It's kaput over. ...kaput. Kaput. Dead in the water. It's just too hard because of the Yeah, lo- not
1: because no-, no one wanted to, but... Uh, yeah, just too hard given what's happening in England as well with the, the, the cases rising and who knows what's going to happen. But, um, yeah, not going to happen, which is a real shame, mm. particularly England at Wembley. I mean, what a spark. You know, look, you know, we're honest on this podcast and we're honest at the moment if we're football fans that what a spark that would have given to the game, mm. England playing Australia. Everyone would have been interested. Of course they would have been. Mm. And it would have been just a, a really good story uh, and moment for the game to give it a spark you know,
0: before the A-League kicks off in December. Yes, it does. And who will be in charge of Newcastle Jets remains to be seen. Made a couple mm. of calls in the past 24 hours. So Laurie McKinna uh, Joel Griffiths, da- Daniel McBreen and uh, Craig Deans are just going to all cobble together and try and put on some sessions for Newcastle Jets. They return to training next week. Laurie McKinna saying that there will be no real movement in the managerial front until they can sort – an ownership situation, and they're optimistic there, but talking to the FFA, it's like, yeah, this is going to take a bit of time to sort out this ownership situation with Newcastle Jets. So Laurie McKenna might be in the managerial chair while doing the CEO's function for the Jets' first game on uh, December 27th. It's it's back to the future. It's it's back to how Northern Spirit ended all those years ago, cleaning the seats at Rat Park. Yeah, well, he did do
1: that. God bless him. And, um, yeah, it's not a great situation. and It's one that... I'm certainly not qualified to talk about because I don't know what what is actually going on on the ground. But you can't have a CEO out. running training sessions at A League level. Well, you shouldn't though. It's not. It's not. Um, it's not. It's not a good. Yeah, it's just not good. But we do live, and we keep, keep getting told in strange times. And you know, at the moment, that's what's got to be done. That's what's got to be done. If if Laurie McKinnon as a CEO can't make a decision or is not allowed to make a decision on the coach, what are you supposed to do? I mean, I'm sure Laurie's going to leave it more to Craig Deans and and Joel Griffiths, but, um, you know, it's quite normal for him to oversee it as the CEO.
0: Have you ever had a person Um, that really shouldn't be running training sessions run training sessions?
1: (laughs) I could say a few, but uh, they were actually qualified. (laughs) 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 Um, But uh, no, I haven't, no, no. (laughs) Let me think back in a professional sense, no. Well, you and Arnie were owners of Northern Spirit. We were. While playing and coaching there? Or you weren't coaching so much? No. No, we weren't coaching. I was play- Arnie was coaching and I was playing. Yeah, um, but he was still owning the club or a bit of it. Well, well yeah. <laughs> Before <laughs> that went tits up. So you're talking about playing under stress. <laughs> you know, people don't realise just lie. how hard that was. I mean, for, for myself and Arnie and Crookie and Bill Collins. But, you know, I had to play. Arnie had to coach and play. Yeah, yeah. We were getting phone calls at three o'clock in the afternoon on on a Friday when you're playing at seven thirty, North Sydney Oval. That the games, the gates are shut. The the council bill hasn't been paid, so there'll be no game tonight. And then literally you get another call at four o'clock saying, "It's all right. Someone's just walked down and passed a check through the fence fence, North Sydney
0: Oval, and the game's now back on." That happened on a regular basis. Oh, hopefully it doesn't get to that stage with Australian football once more and the A-League can get through this little rocky period. Rocky. Rocky. In the Rockies. Draws being done at the moment for the A-League. Uh, that's a good sign. So we'll hopefully have some news on that front in the coming weeks. Well, the interesting yeah. thing will be time,
1: kick-off times.
0: Yes. And, uh,
1: you know, what days we're going to play. Now, you have to understand, you've got to fit 27 rounds
0: into 23 weeks. And six games per round as well with 12 teams. That's right. So Instead of five. So there's an extra time slot to chuck in there. Thursday night? Monday night? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays. <laughs> we did it during COVID. Well, was, uh, it, don't, 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 don't discount it. Um, we can't play in summer. Up until March, we can't be stupid and be playing at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. No, no, no. And if they put I, on a Perth day game in January or February, fair dinkum. Yeah, no. Honestly.
1: Look, you know, it's going to be, you know, the height of summer. Yeah. So I'm sure common sense will will. will uh, well, it hasn't always. Prevail. It hasn't always. always. Unfortunately. But you would, you would think that most games will be under lights.
0: VAR, would you like to see it in the A-League next season? Well, I'm kind of a fan.
1: Mm? Mind you, after Liverpool, Everton, I don't think I've.
0: You're a rare species. If you're a Liverpool fan, well, we fan know. Of VAR, I'm, well, well we I'm a
1: rare species, even apart from the, the <laughs> VAR. I think most people would. That agree. That is true.
0: That is true. Um, yeah.
1: Do you know what? I don't really care. Mm. I don't care if it's if it's there, it's there. We deal with it. If it's if it's not there, then it's not there. I, we you know. We played a long time, a lot of football without a VAR, so. Mm. You no, know, so to be, I'm being honest I'm one way or the other I don't I don't hate it I'm, I'm not in love with it that much that if it goes I'm going to complain no I, I just really don't care I care about the football yeah and yeah, you know, that's more me
0: did that VAR ruin the Merseyside derby? Did the VAR involvement ruin it or was it the decisions made with the aid of VAR because there's a difference Yeah
1: well whatever ruined it it certainly ruined it because <laughs> <laughs> it should be a red card on Van Dyke which yeah. just doesn't change the outcome of the ACL. No. But still, but probably changes the outcome of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, the offside, no. What
0: was it, his ass cheek that was offside? Uh, I don't know. Anyway, look, it is, it's happened, whatever's happened. So you weren't angry about it as a Liverpool fan? A lot, a, yeah, lot yeah. of Liverpool fans really
1: ticked off about it. Yeah, of course I was angry about it, but what can you do? It, it, look, sometimes you get it going for you and sometimes you get it going against you and that, that wasn't Liverpool's day. But for me, the biggest... Issue out of the day was the loss of Van Dyke, of course. Mm. I mean, a game, you know, a draw you can recover from. Liverpool should have won the game. They were the better team. But, you know, that's the kind of form Everton are in at the moment. That, you know, they, 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 they've certainly... It's probably the worst they've played this season and they still come out of it with a draw. That's a good sign for them. That is a good sign. What, wait a minute.
0: The worst that they've played this season? Why? They got beaten by Villa 7-2. No, no, Everton. Oh, Everton. Yeah. Sorry. I think that's the worst Everton have played. I'll listen next time. <laughs> Sorry. No, I was just looking at my Van Dyke stats that I'm very proud of myself for, for going through Yes, and good. Able to get. I'll now you're going uh, to me, the... me, upset me even more. Well, Van Dyke, Liverpool, with him since he's joined the club, yeah. 70% win ratio. Without him, 46% win ratio. Not a huge sample size, the without, because yeah. he's played a lot of games, obviously. But here's the key one for me. Now, okay, we know about his defending and aerially, he goals. he's just so imposing. But... Ten goals since January 2018, when he joined from Southampton. That's the second most for a defender behind yeah. Patrick Van Aanholt, who basically plays as a winger sometimes. In the entire, so sometime,
1: at corners he's unstoppable. Sometimes,
0: mm. yeah. You, know, you look at a
1: replay of a goal he scores from a corner. And you think, how could anyone have stopped that? <laughs> I mean, it's just incredible. Spectre gadget couldn't yeah. have got up in front. And of him. Um, look, for me now, it is what it is, and of course, he's a massive loss, and it it throws the title defence right out, blows it out. Um, but still, Liverpool have enough good players uh, to still be a you know a title favourite as well, uh, along with the Manchester Cities and maybe a couple of others as we go along. But for me now, it's a test of the manager also of Klopp. What he does. There's a lot of free agents around around Europe, uh-huh. and and Van Dijk needs replacing. Now, of course, the transfer window is January. You'd think that's too far away. I would imagine because you can sign free agents at any time.
0: Yeah, if they were a free agent during the last transfer window, you can sign sign
1: them. So I I know there's quite a few around. Um, So maybe he should – I'm sure they
0: are. I'm sure he's looking at every option. So you don't have faith in Joel Matip or or Joe Gomez to – Yeah, but what what if one of them gets injured? Yeah. Well, you've got the same situation as Manchester City City last season. Exactly. So you don't want to leave yourself short. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Do you think – that that rules out Liverpool. You said that they're still a title hope. But it's been such a weird start to the season. There's no real clarity on
1: no, I don't think definitively,
0: oh, well, if it's not Liverpool, it's them No, or two teams. Well, don't forget Manchester City have lost a the
1: game. They've drew to Leeds. Yeah. Uh, mate. It's, it's just I think
0: it's just that weird factor is still around big time. And what about the games on the weekend? Sorry to interrupt. But mm. I think the first eight games on the weekend, the, the City-Arsenal game was the only game that didn't have a goal which uh, altered the outcome of the game after 84 it's minutes, 83 yeah, it's minutes. Incredible. Like
1: it's incredible. And see, there is a, the big factor there of the the lack of intimidation at, at, at grounds mm. because yeah, you know, normally you, you go to Manchester City or Liverpool or or wherever and it's hostile but now it's not. Mm. You know, sometimes you do get the impression watching it that you're watching a training game. <laughs> it yeah, is. It's, and, and, and we know it's not. But, it, again, all you can say is mm. it's strange times. And how long does it go on? And given the, the way the cases are rising across Europe, France, Spain, England, yeah. and lockdown starting.
0: Well, have you got a problem with your tooth, by the way? Yeah, I've got some – do you know how you get – like you have a steak the night before? And you don't realise till the next day you've got some meat trapped in between the teeth? Have tees? you
1: heard of the invention called the toothpick? <laughs> I
0: haven't. It's been invented since the round the wheel.
1: That's what you use. They used they probably used twigs, didn't they, yeah. out of trees? Yeah, probably. Well, whatever they were using, it's not what you're using <laughs> at the moment. You're trying to use a fingernail. It ain't, I'll give you a tip. It ain't going to work. <laughs>
0: Sorry um, about that,
1: interlude. Uh, anyway, now where we're – yeah, so the, the, the case is rising <laughs> all over Europe. Are we – Gonna see, uh, you know, a, a stop or a temporary lockdown of it's possible of the EPL. The you gone. know what? And someone said this to me and said it sh- maybe should have already happened. Can't believe it's wouldn't happen. I don't think they can afford to. This is just the thought I've had mm. that yeah, we know there's a lot of money in the game and that, but you know, no crowds, um, so that revenue source is gone. The players are getting massive wages. Now, the one thing for the EPL and all these leagues, they get the, the rights are massive, mm-hmm. whether it be here in Australia in Asia in America, everywhere. Now, if you start postponing, we know what happens with TV deals. Yep. You, where you breach s- your contract. You breach your contract. So you start not delivering the product and all of a sudden... Mm-hmm. So I reckon, you know, without knowing for sure, but I think that's got a big part to do with it, that there's been calls made and said, listen... We can't look down.
0: MLS did it really well. NBA did it especially well. It's just got everyone in the same location mm. and just played games. Now, they can do that in Florida where they have the wild, wide world of sports yeah. uh, precinct. It's where pretty hard to do in England.
1: Very difficult to do. And, and Europe in, in general. And plus, no disrespect, there's one NBA. Yeah. You know what I mean? And In Europe, you're talking La Liga, Bundesliga. Everything, but, yeah. Uh, Serie A, everything.
0: Just on TV rights where we're talking about them, we found out some more details about that, uh, that idea they had and the fine print came out in the last seven days. Yeah, I saw some of Did it. Did you see that? The, on the, st- the one that stood out for me was, <coughs> okay, there's 380 games that are delivered to an overseas broadcaster that you can run if you pay the full rights, which happens here in Australia with Optus and, mm. and other places around the world. Their thought is that they can go, we're going to take the blockbusters out of that package Mm-hmm and clubs are going to own the rights to them and they can sell them pay-per-view around the world like a UFC fight or a boxing title bout. So $15 to watch Liverpool, Manchester United, oh, for right. instance. For instance. And the clubs make the money out of that and that's where their revenue will skyrocket and oh. it gets separated from the rest of the revenue. It's not going to happen. They get it it's surely not- can't happen. Well, it's not going to happen
1: now. Mm? But who knows in the future what's going to happen.
0: Are you proud – you're a Liverpool fan. Yeah. You love your football. You love your football club. You know what football means to mm. people of Liverpool, for instance. I don't want them coming out of the EPL. What about the way that it seems the Fenway Sports Group is positioning mm. themselves, for instance, with the Glazers, and, mm. and say, oh, we can't have that. Let's now overnight – Morph into this. European Super League came up No, again. you can't have that. You can't You can't. You're, taking the, you're
1: talking of well over 100 years of history and culture – you're ruining the game.
0: It's the soul of the sport.
1: It's the soul. You can't do that.
0: And I know the soul has been stretched a little bit with how yeah. commercialised it is. And you yeah. look at Liverpool shirts. So then there's go.
1: no Champions League.
0: Yeah, it's a closed Champions League. It's well, European I Super League. Yeah, it's a cartel. I think
1: that that would kill it for a lot of people. I think a lot of fans would be really turned mm. off by that.
0: Now the thought is that that this is only coming about because there's a negotiation. Don't forget the place. lifeblood of a lot of clubs, particularly in the
1: Spain's and, and France, comes from Barcelona and Madrid. Playing in those leagues, mm. you know,
0: Bayern Munich, Juventus, and all this it's, you can't, you can't split up. The, the equality league. financially in those countries is nowhere near what it no. is in oh, Britain no. with the the Premier League. So the, the FA did well with the the golden handshake rule when uh, mm-hmm. they, they they had that split. But just on that, that the European Super League, it. it does, and I read another report this morning, uh, we sit here on a Wednesday doing this podcast, that it was more about the fact that there's another negotiation to take place with UEFA about the splitting up of the money mm. from the existing Champions League. So mm. I don't know why you'd want to change what the Champions League is now. It's no, fantastic. It's fantastic. That, I that agree. three two months in March, April, May. Yeah, it's brilliant. With those knockout games, there's no, It's like fantastic. It. Nothing like it. Anyway, just a quick call out to our uh, good sponsors uh, at the Fox Football Podcast at the moment, EA Sports. uh, Hello. FIFA 21. You're still waiting, are you? What happened? Okay, I'll get on it for you. For people of FIFA. Yeah, FIFA 21. On the street or in the stadium, we become more from superstars to future stars. We're a global community united by football, energised by the world game and soundtracked by freshest tunes from over 100 artists in 20-plus countries. When we come together, we win as one. Join us in FIFA 21. Get involved, download it uh, directly, buy it if you can at your local, um, what is it, video game outlet? Yeah. How old do I sound? Saying that? But yeah, FIFA 21, get involved. Great game. And you learn a bit about the game as well. Just on uh, – while we're talking Premier League as well, I want to point out this story, a nice story. We're talking all financials and the horrible matter of, you know, greed and uh, people trying to take over football for their own purposes and lining their own pockets. The Newcastle fans. So the Newcastle-Manchester United uh, game on the weekend in England, that was only available through a $15 Buy through the TV companies. Mm. You you couldn't go to the game obviously live, and you couldn't yeah, watch it. Yeah. It wasn't. It was only served up pay pay for you. Newcastle fans got together, the supporters trust, and said, "No, stuff that. We're not going to pay for the game. We'll just listen to it on a radio or something like that." Right. And what we'll do, we'll collect fifteen pounds on behalf of anyone who was going to pay that, and collect money for the local food bank, and they raised twenty thousand quid for the local food bank over there to help people in need. Well, there you go. So the Newcastle fans doing uh, no. Good well, that, that puts your faith in yeah. Makes you feel good, doesn't it? That's a football club. That's a well, that's, club. that's supporters of support. a football club. Yeah. I'm not sure about the actual football, the running of the <laughs> football club at the moment. Who <laughs> disappoint me on a weekly basis. basis? A
1: weekly basis. Oh,
0: we were so in that match because Manchester
1: United yeah. were off that match. They, of course they were. The four-one was a, I mean, not a reflection at all of the game. I mean, for people who didn't see it and are listening here, that at the eighty-six minute it was one-one mm. before Fernandez gets a goal, two-one, and then. Two goals in the 94th and 96th minute to make it look like a blowout.
0: Something's off. Okay, they had a great win over PSG and it's hard to say mm. about something's off with a football club after they've won a Champions League game yeah, against in one of the Paris. biggest club yeah. in Europe. However, watching that game and uh, the Brighton one before mm. it, that was the one I caught with Manchester United, something ain't quite... Yeah, uh,
1: something's got quite like there. I don't know. It's hard to put
0: your finger on it. But, um yeah. A bit like this... Uh, Piece of meat, my tooth. Piece of meat in, tooth. of meat in your toothpaste. <laughs> is... to put a finger on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Harry Kane, seven assists in five games. That's his most in his mm. Spurs career in a single season. What a game. Spurs against how, West Ham. How, how are you how? 3 0 up after 16 minutes and
1: still 3 0 up in the 82nd minute and 3 3? West Ham are going terrific at the moment. You wouldn't, now, you might have said that if that, this freakish thing didn't happen. They get back to 3 1. They get back to 3 2. Um, Spurs bring on Bale, misses a one on one to make it 4 2 game over. Bit rusty, do you think? West Ham bring bring on <laughs> Lanzini and wow, get an equaliser. Terrific game. Yeah, it looked a bit rust- rusty. <laughs> do you reckon Jose would have been a bit new killer after that? Oh, without a doubt. Sitting there 3 0 up after uh, 16 minutes. And yeah. Well, more to the point. After
0: 82 minutes, it's still 3 nil. They have got an opportunity this season, Spurs, mm. to finish to be very, something. very high, I yep. reckon, the well, way that they've set up. Well, it could be a... But they keep on making stupid mistakes.
1: Well, like I said, with what's going on, there's a bit of a weird atmosphere about the whole thing. Mm. So, yeah, look, it's too early to look. Ten games. Yeah. That's when you start looking. Shout out. And you see trowns. Trends.
0: Trowns. Trowns. You word Trends. from Robbie Slater. Yeah, so we'll
1: yeah shout outs shout outs. we'll give one to Bozza. The Cold War ended last week for me and Boza. Cold War. Yeah, we didn't we didn't talk for a couple of weeks. Oh. sometimes we need a break in our relationship. Yeah, I can pick that. <laughs> I can pick that. Well, oh, you can also pick that tooth again if you
0: want. It's <laughs> <laughs> still there. <laughs> I know. Out with me drunk. Yeah, the tongue, every time I'm not talking, my tongue it, is on overdrive. Every at
1: the every time you stick that tongue up to try to get that thing out, it reminds me of Sigourney Weaver in Alien. Pardon. Sigourney Weaver in Alien, I've the Alien's Tongue, the Monster. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Have you never seen Alien? No. Geez, I must be old.
0: Yeah. Great movie. <laughs> Thanks. Scared the bejesus <laughs> out of us. <laughs> hey, Awama Bill, that's who I'm going to give a shout out to. Played the oh, yeah, yeah. League group stage for the first time
1: this That's weekend. good. Now, look, the, you know, on that kind of note, some of the socceroos, and we know you know, the stocks aren't great for the socceroos at the moment, but. <laughs> Yeah, a couple of the players doing very well. Harry Souto is playing every week at Stoke City. Big H. Yeah, he's doing very well. And I've actually heard that he might – he's on the uh, – some Premier League clubs are looking at him. And as we know, Stoke City's a big club in the championship. and uh, Liverpool need a tall defender. Yeah. You can't get one taller. Um, <laughs> he's a giraffe. <laughs> exactly. Because, uh, a coordinated one. Though. You need a ladder to headbutt him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And Luongo's doing well, Massimo Luongo at Sheffield Wednesday playing yeah, every good. week, which is good. So it's good to hear some of these stories.
0: Has Mass Luongo got the most out of his talent in your terms? If, and it's easy for us to pick it here and say, oh, uh, we, we see where he's playing, we don't see him playing. Yeah. But given what he did at the 2015 Asian Cup, mm-hmm. would you have expected him to play, Not well, okay, regular think, Premier League football by now? Well, it's not going to happen. Not, not now. now. But, but I know
1: I think he's done decent I think he's done okay. QPR. Sheppard yeah, I though. think he's been he's been very, very good. Yeah. Where, where, where he's been, he's mostly played all the time. And you know, and I think he's, he's he's carving out a good career. Good on him.
0: Any more shout outs apart from Awa? he's our main shout out this week. We want to do well. Even if it's off the bench against the Atalanta. Uh, shout out?
1: No, no more. <laughs> we could we I mean we could sit here all day
0: giving shout outs. <laughs> giving shout outs. I want to try and, when I've got you in, Rob, for one of these podcasts, try and end with a great old story like we did last well, week. Well, you before. can still end with a great old story. No, well, hopefully you'll lead me in, into one here. With, um, last week we had Frank Farina. Oh, you're not going to go on about this. Isn't Frank Farina, that was a No, 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 that was a good one. That was a good one. But we move on. <clears> I want to know the players' thinking. There was a couple of matches in the, early, in the mid-'90s there was the Travellers v True Blues in 1996. <laughs> Eddie Maguire, it's on YouTube. Eddie Maguire actually hosted the second game mm-hmm. in Brisbane, which was weird seeing Eddie do football. But I digress. Bozza played in it. You weren't involved. I'm not sure if you can remember why you weren't involved. But there was another I one think that you I were involved a, I with. think I had
1: games in Europe. It was something to do, something like that.
0: 96. you were still in? 96? You were at Wolves then? No, no, no. It was
1: Southampton. Southampton then? No, no, I was still at, depending what month it was, I was still West Ham. Okay. I think I didn't come back because I think West Ham, we had our after-season trip in Tenerife.
0: <laughs> Which is another story. I think that's story, true. Which is another story. Oh, that's story. a great story. <laughs> so what? You rang up Terry oh, Venables talk and Talk about said, the first day no, weekend of you, Bernie's. You've told me this. We've well, done this on this podcast. Have we? Yes. Oh. Yeah, and well, I obviously got you at a loose moment because you probably weren't meant to tell that story. <laughs> yeah, but I yet. didn't tell a lot of other stories <laughs> in the same trip. <laughs> well, um, wait, hang on. So you rang up Terry Venables and said, sorry, Gaffer, I can't make it No, that wasn't Terry guys. Venables, The Travellers. 96. The True Blues, was it? Uh, might not have been. No? No, no, no. Might
1: have been that trend. No, computer. 97 was the one I played in, Nintendo. So what – you can't mention that. No, no, well, I, I remember Nintendo, it was the Nintendo series. I mean, the, Nintendo are nothing on PlayStation, let's be honest, in EA Sports. So it's, it's, got, it's just stating a fact. Like So what happened? Hyundai are no longer with the A-League, but it was called the Hyundai A-League for 15 years, you know. Like, you know it's like going back to, you know, the, the, one of the funniest sponsorships ever. This is a good story in so itself. I remember the Socceroos and we were, the, we were called the Winfield Socceroos. Now, that was back in the days where you could have those kind of sponsors but what was hilarious, I remember going through an old scrapbook and there was a f- team photo of Winfield Socceroos and literally three months later we had another, and this was around the time of the Olympics and it was a team shot of us in our Olympic gear and you know what we were called three months later? The Quit Socceroos. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, instead of being given, um, you know, three <laughs> cartons each of win- Winnie's, you're given nicotine we're, we're we're patches. <laughs> nicotine and I can tell you about eight of the players needed them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jesus. So anyway, going, that's good leveraging from the sponsorship department. No, it the was very good. Shoes. Yeah, I think
1: someone must have got a call and said, "Look, this, this is not a good look." <laughs> so we've you couldn't get a a more a,
0: Backflip, a better backflip than that one. Did you ever have a bunger at half time? No. Never? Never. Never. After a game? Yes. Yep. Before a game? Never. Never? No. There are some players that have done it.
1: I played with players who had ones at half time. <laughs> it's remarkable. No, I did. I'm not going to name them because I don't think that's the right thing to do, but I did play with players who before half time ended a game, and you'd be surprised at the
0: quality of some of the players. Tell us. What happened with these matches which you must have been looking at each other going, this is Mickey Mouse. I know we're trying to raise some revenue. Oh, it was ridiculous. The one I played in was a farce.
1: <laughs> Where was that at? It was a farce. Uh, I played it was – I'm pretty sure it was at Olympic Park and then we played one at Parramatta Stadium. Yeah. And, uh, How did you divvy the teams up? Can you remember?
0: Oh, I can't remember. It was like you were a winger; you go yeah. on the other side, grab a beer. And beer. this
1: was, you know, soccer. You know, Aussies playing against Aussies basically to get picked for the Socceroos. Now, in Terry Vanderpool's case, I got no idea why we did it because he kept everyone anyway. <laughs> I mean, it's the most extraordinary time in Australian football. I remember is that we had no money; we hadn't made a World Cup for thirty-two years, but yet we had the biggest squad in the history <laughs> of world football. We travelled to Iran with thirty-two players. <laughs> I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's an NFL team. Oh, it was ridiculous. <laughs> and there's, there's, uh, Soccer Australia, it was called in those days, and David Hill was the, the, the chairman. Yeah. We, we, we had no money. <laughs> so you had to pay 32 players oh. travelling around, you know, anyway. Yeah. What were those games I like? I think the Did feeling was that, you know, Venables had come, that no-one was going to say no to Venables, and I think Terry must have said, no, I can't cut anyone. I've got to keep this group together. And um, they were too afraid to say no and I think they were banking on the fact that we were going to make it and it was going to be a cash bonanza. But as history will tell you... <laughs> as we know too well. It didn't happen. It occurred to them that it was not going to happen.
0: Would you put Terry Venables down as one of the better managers you've had? Yeah. In spite of the failure of the MCG, which it
1: was, um, um, yeah, he was clever. He's, he said honestly at the and I was at and I was already 30, 32 then I think. But he, he taught me things that you know uh that I hadn't heard before and you know, he was good tactically
0: professionally.
1: Tactically, yeah, and individually as well. Yeah. Soon was like that at Southampton. So I think as a player, and I'm sure it's the same for players, you know, you learn you're learning all the time. Yeah. yeah you never know it all, you never can do it all, unless you're, you know, obviously the the rare ones that come along once in mm. decades, like Messi's and Ronaldo's and the ones before them. But for most players, you're always learning and always improving. And that's why you 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 can be successful. And that's, you know, the difference between players that you grow up with that had more talent than probably you, but didn't have the drive, mm. you know, that mentality, the self-belief that, you know. And I always remember as an older player with Venables, and I remember Soon I remember Soon telling me a story about midfielders. And I'd never heard this before, and I'd never. And you're talking about one of the greats, mm. Scottish international, the Liverpool, you know, one of the key players of that decade of dominance. Icon. Yeah. Icon. Um, I mean, he said, and he was playing me in midfield for South. He says, he says, Robbie, he says, you know what a midfielder is? And I said, yeah. I said, oh, you know, you should probably. He says, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, but it's more than that. He said, what midfielders are is when you defend as a midfielder, do you defend as a midfielder going backwards or forwards? And I don't remember and, – because and, I got on really well with him. And this was at the hotel we were staying at while we were looking for somewhere because we signed at the same time. And he said, yeah, he said, but midfielders defend going forward. That That's always been my theory and that's the theory we had with Liverpool. And I sort of went – I didn't sort of get it, you know, straight mm. off. And, I, and he explained it and he said, well – he said, at Liverpool, the team we had, he said, for me, myself, when the game kicked off, I was 10 metres, 15 metres inside my own half. He said, my first tackle might be five metres forward. Mm. My next tackle is on the halfway line. My next tackle is in their territory. And maybe that sixth or seventh tackle, I'm, I'm getting the ball and I'm shooting. And he said, that's the mentality you've got to have as a midfielder. Don't be always backpedalling. Defend going forward. And it was just, so, and I'd never heard it put that way. And I just sort of, I remember walking away and thinking, wow, midfielders defend going forward. Yeah. And we just learned it at a late age. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd never heard it before. Yeah. You know, but it makes sense. You know, you, you want to be, you know, tracking players and move. So as a team, you want to be squeezing the opposition back into their own half. That's And that's what Liverpool did. And that's what all the great teams have done. Yeah. As you know, they, you know, they push and, you know, you watch. Yeah, you know, dominant teams play the lesser teams, and most of the game will be in the other half. Because uh,
0: it's it's sustained yeah, it's pressure, sustained it's not just pressure. diving in for the sake yeah. of diving in, and, It's not just and, making and, the spectacular... And then there's
1: track. the times when great teams, and we've seen it with Man City and Liverpool and other teams, where they'll purposely drop off, and then bang, bang, bang. bang. You know, they're they're off on a counter attack. And mm. but that was an interesting insight into. And Venables told us another one. I remember because he, <laughs> yeah. Because of the way the formation went to a back three, I ended up playing right wing back. Mm. And Stan was on the soccer. left. For soccer, Stan was on the left at the ripe old, age old, you know, of 33 playing wing back. Thanks very much. <laughs> but I remember him telling me something and he says, "He says what, you, Slates, Chase, you come over here. This was during a training session. So I, an accident had just happened and he and he pulled me over and he said, Slates, I, I, I told Gary Neville this, and he, you know, in his accent. I won't do the accent because it'll sound ridiculous. Um so so what do you do when the winger takes off and he's past you? He says, what do you do? You know, he might not be that far past you, but you know he's quick and he's past you. He says, don't run in a straight line trying to catch him. He says, what you do is as soon as that happens, you make for the near post. Mm. You make for the near post. And, and he said, you know why? He says, because you'll get a second bite. More often than not, you'll get a second bite. So as soon as he's past you... You just make a beeline for the for the near post, and I'd never heard it said before. And it was such a simple thing because how often do you see a defender get beat, and he'll be chasing him, yeah. and the winger pulls away, and he cuts in, and there's a goal. Or, but the thought of forget about the player now, you take the castle, he's gone, make a beeline for the near post, and you'll okay. get a, you'll get another bite at defending him.
0: It's it's fascinating that. Players who have won Premier Leagues, for instance, in well, your case, get to that stage, and you hear it. Well, all I'd won that the Premier. Never League. learning.
1: Yeah, I'd won the Premier League already, yeah. and I'd never heard that before. Now, that's not a criticism of the coaches I hadn't. Maybe that that they knew that as well, and that they expected you to know. You that. maybe know it, or something had happened that didn't. Like the Suess thing happened because I was staying in the hotel at the same time. That's yeah.
0: probably. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So anyway,
0: you never stopped learning.
1: You never stopped learning.
0: Did you ever see Terry Venables again after
1: he no. stopped? I've stop never seen times? him. I think Boz has seen him, um, but after the Sokoru experience, no, I've have ne- never come past him, uh, come across him again. And partly for that is because not long after Iran, of course, yeah, you know, a year later, I was moving back to Northern Spirit. Okay. Because Iran was '97. I went back, and Dave Jones, I was on the nose at Southampton, and. Hmm. Then I went to Wolves for that short period hoping to get into an FA Cup final and that failed and then unfortunately Graeme Arnold called me and told me about Northern Spirit and unfortunately... As we've heard. Ah, fortunately. You know what? Things happen and, you know, if I hadn't a come back for that Northern Spirit experience, yeah, I'd probably be very happily... Living overseas and very rich and uh, probably coaching Real
0: Madrid. Anyway. (laughs) On that note, that's all we've got time for this week on the Fox Football Podcast. Uh, Robbie Slater, thank you for your company. Thank you very much. It's always a pleasure. And thank you to EA Sports FIFA 21. Get involved in that particular game right now. It is out as we speak. Thanks again. We'll catch you next week on the Fox Football Podcast.